Hi, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Chloe. Hi, I'm Mara. Hi, I'm Natalie. Welcome to the Teens Age podcast where we talk about our opinions and interests. This is episode 23, where we're going to be talking to a bunch of alternative schoolers about the way that they educate themselves. So in the texts that I've sent you guys and um, in my notes about this, I have called this the screw school panel, Um, but (laughs) really it's an alternative schooling panel uh, because most if not all of you have chosen educational routes that aren't the norm. A lot of people describe what a few of you do as homeschooling. Is there a term that you prefer or use regularly for the way that you school? Um, Well, I use usually, I usually say democratic schooling. Um, Democratic free school also is one and also Sudbury school is sort of the classic ways to describe. Yeah, so my educational model is based off a school that was founded Um, In 1968, I believe, in Framingham, Massachusetts, it's called the Sudbury School because it's in Sudbury Valley. So that's sort of like where the schooling model gets its name. But also that school is like really weird about people using its name. So a lot of people have switched over to Democratic Free School to describe it because, I don't know, uh, Sudbury Valley is just being an ass, Um, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so radical free schooling also is one, is, there's a lot of fun ways to describe it. So I don't know how to describe my experience with schooling because I kind of hop around schools every year, but um, I finally found one that fits with me. It's called the Innovation Lab. And so, I don't know, it's innovative learning. It's like, it's a public school, but it's very different. <laughs> it's unschooling, like, I guess, unschooling, yeah. is what I've yeah I'm unschooled uh you already kind of went a little bit uh talking about um you know the specifics of uh how you do education uh but could you like describe a little bit more like what goes on for you guys uh I'm going to the same school tomorrow so I kind of know but uh, it would be great to just like get a brief description of like uh how it's different than normal schooling or um just what your day-to-day seems like, or (laughs) pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, Sudbury schooling is basically like the idea that you should put, you know, freedom, trust, and responsibility onto the kids to, like, create their own path in learning. It's usually described as, like, a, usually it's described as the things that it doesn't have. It's, like, there's no tests and there's no there's no tests and there's no classes and you just decide what you're going to do with your day when you get there like there's only a few requirements and obviously there's like rules and everybody in the school is like a voting member of the community so the children have the exact same power as the staff members So it's like completely equal. And the idea is that you're creating this sort of like 
inclusive community with all the kids and all the kids are like deciding what they want to do with their lives and finding their own passion and stuff like that. So that's, you know, that's like the overview of it. But you know, most of the days you're just really not doing anything. Like I'm, I'm admitting that right now, you're just at school talking to people. Sometimes you're literally watching TV all day. Um, so, but you, you know, there's still like learning happening, but it's in this sort of abstract way, I think. And it's sort of hard to understand until you've really steeped yourself in it for a while. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, you're finding your own passion and your own joy and you're finding out how to be part of a community with other people and how to like be kind to other humans and learn to stand up for yourself and learn when you need to step back. It's like, you know, it's just trying to create your own little community and your, your own finding your own passions and stuff like that. So. That sounds very cool. Um, I go to Innovation Lab, which is a brand new school, so we don't 100% know how it's going to work yet. But so far, it's like you have six, six classes and then a crew, which is homeroom, but it's based on building a community instead. And then you don't, well, you take tests, but well, occasionally you take finals, but you don't have regular tests. And instead of being more about just busy work, it's more of like project-based learning. So right now we just started our first expedition which is where we're going to try to find like a, a real world problem and like find ways to fix it. And so it's really like working on current issues. And like right now we're like talking a lot about COVID because it's obviously a big thing. And it's been really interesting so far. And I'm excited to finally get back in the building because they have all the, all the walls are movable. And so you can just like change how big the classrooms are and like open it up so that the hallways are like a part of it. It's, I'm yeah. really excited. It sounds just, you just got to be yourself, but there's also like standards that you have to hold. I do a mix of things. I am not doing anything at the moment, um, but online classes. Um, I've been out of books. I don't have a set thing of what I actually do, though, really. Like I kind of, huh? I'm interest-led. <laughs> apparently um but I, i'm looking at a lot of online classes at the moment that's my thing we'll say totally i think a lot of us are uh with covid and all i think that there's been like a lot more people, including me, being like interested in homeschooling and alternative schooling in general, um, because a lot of them have been doing online stuff more and better <laughs> for longer. Um, so with all of that happening, like, how do you feel about it? Like, how do you feel about the kind of more mm, widespread acceptance and like appreciation for like alternative schooling? Um, how do you think it'll like the kind of spread of this will affect the community? Well, I think overall over the last few years, um, not just with COVID, there has been sort of an upward trend with people looking into alternative schooling. Um, for example, I believe from like 2016 to 
2019, my Clearwater school um, increased by like 50%. Like we went from like, literally we went from like 50 students to 100 students in like two years. So you could definitely tell that there's like this upward trend of people sort of realizing, not really realizing, like accepting the fact that normal, normal school, public school, like does not work or does not work for most people, you know, and sort of this wider acceptance of the fact that sometimes you need something different. Like I've been going to Clearwater my whole life. Like I started when I was four. Um, and my brother, who is five years older than me, started when he was four and my cousin's gone to the school and my mom's directed plays there. And, you know, I'm like, I've been a part of the community my whole life. So I've always thought and like been theorizing about alternative education and like the public school system. But I think in the last few years, especially in the era of Trumpism, not to bring politics into it people have been looking at it differently and thinking that maybe something else um yeah so i think it's just been a general upwards trend of people i mean i have definitely seen that a lot of people are starting to recognize that like not every school is going to work for every person because um in the past four years i've gone to four different schools and in sixth grade, I tried homeschooling for a little bit. So I tried a little bit of everything. And um, uh, the people at my school, I found out that a couple people have actually left because they realized that project-based learning wasn't for them. And that's totally cool. But there's so many people that love it. And we're all really motivated at the school to just like work together and collaborate. And it's, it's really great to see this like new switch. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I do agree. Like it's been getting more popular over time and i think that will continue uh, but do you think that like covid has changed that do you think it's like on a higher trajectory now do you think that it's going to like make waves after this ends like after quarantine ends do you think people will still be like looking more into alternative education than they did before i think that one of the big appeals is that like choice schools are typically smaller and so with online learning, it's a lot easier to just like get the help from the teachers and have an extra push. And so I definitely think it's been like more popular because of COVID, just because we're online anyways. So why not? Yeah, I think having a supportive environment and like knowing everybody in your school is like really important during these times. And I've heard like horror stories about people from online public school. Like, <laughs> so I, yeah, I definitely think it's going to affect it. I mean, I do know that Clearwater has lost some students um, when COVID started, um, but I have a feeling, I mean, we also gained some students, so I have a feeling that we'll probably like recoup our numbers, at least I'm hoping. I mean, I'm graduating in like a month, so I, I won't really see it grow again, but you know, I'm I'm hopeful that it will because I, I think it's an important thing that should exist. I think it, it could, but I don't think it would be an entirely bad thing if there were more people doing online schooling. I mean, like, I think more people need to be because the public school system needs rework a lot. But I, I don't pay much attention 
to the public school system as much as I probably should. So I don't know how it's affecting the public school system. And I think if their numbers are dropping rapidly, they're not going to get the rebuild that they need because there's not going to be enough people working for it. For sure. Yeah. So I think it's, it, there's not a great win on either side here. So other than like being restricted to your homes, uh, how has COVID changed like your schooling practices? Like has it changed anything about uh, how your school works or how you're interacting with the outside world? Yeah, well, it's changed radically how my school worked because sort of the basis is that you go to school and you figure out what you want to do and you're just like hanging around with a bunch of people and you can have these like spontaneous moments of just interacting with humans and doing what you want to do and like, you know, finding things to entertain yourself. But, you know, with online school, there is like things and clubs that are happening every day um, that you join like on Zoom and you like talk to people and there's way, way more structure than I have been used to in my time at Clearwater. Like obviously I went to a bunch of clubs cause there was like, you know, 50 clubs disappearing and appearing at every, at any given moment. But it definitely has radically changed how like I am schooling. Like I am not going to school quotation marks that much anymore. I'm like, I'm painting and I'm, I'm, I'm painting and I'm writing and I'm, I'm sort of getting ready to leave because um, COVID happened right during my senior year. And I had this big trip planned that I had raised like $2,000 for and we booked the plane tickets. I was going to travel to other Sudbury schools, gotten three that I was going to stay at. And then that just all imploded and, you know, fell out under me. And I had to like refigure out how I wanted to like leave. And I took like a break and I decided that I wanted to do like three extra months. So I, I basically am doing, I did like three months and now I'm going to graduate in December. So it's like it really changed about like how I was thinking about school and like what my plans for the end of school were because, you know, I had this huge plan and now I have this tiny thing that I have to do. And it feels really different because it's like I had like I was putting so much energy into this like huge plan and I was fundraising and I was selling my art and I was making cookies all the time. Like I was doing a lot. And then it all just went to a pinprick. It like all zoomed <laughs> inwards. Like I had this huge idea and then it all zoomed inwards just to my bedroom. And I had to figure out like, how do I want to say goodbye to the school? Like, how do I know I'm going to be ready to graduate? And that's like questions I've had to deal with. Cause that's like the questions you're supposed to ask yourself when you graduate Clearwater, you don't have to complete a test and you don't really have to do anything. It's weird. You literally don't have to do anything. You like go to school meeting, which is all the, all the, all the students and the staff members and you say this is my plan and they vote yes or no on it and then you complete your own plan so yeah that's like how you graduate you're supposed to ask yourself why am i ready and what have i learned so i've been like basically just trying to figure out those questions for myself like why why am i ready and what have i learned 
so that's like what I've been doing to like school myself recently, like a lot of self-reflection. So I actually have no clue how my school's going to work because I've never been there, but, <laughs> um, but I definitely think that how, how COVID has affected, that was a question. Okay. So it's really hard to collaborate when this is a collaboration based school. And so it's been difficult to resume, especially trying to get people to interact as much because they don't want to turn the camera on, which is understandable. But um, I don't know, <laughs> it's been, it's been a struggle. And so I definitely think that when we get back to school, it's going to be more collaborative. We're going to be able to have a, like a tighter community and overall, it's just going to be a lot different. But what I like about this new online learning is that I've been really able to like dive deep into the topics that I like. Like I'm really interested in aerospace education right now. So I decided because I had a free period that I was going to take a bunch of like astronomy classes and like classes about like aviation. I'm really excited about that. So it's given me opportunities that I wouldn't be been, wouldn't have been able to have if we were in person. So that's, that's good. Yeah, kind of along with that, like, is there anything that you've done that has like specifically that alternative schooling has allowed you to do that like maybe other people aren't able to do either because of time constriction or just like rules with school like so when we submit a project that's like the baseline and then they give us feedback and we resubmit it and we resubmit it and we resubmit it and then both of us have to decide that we're happy with it and so you have to go back and they give you that feedback so that you can really like put out your best work and it's been very helpful. I think it's it's just given me the space to grow at my own pace. That rhymed. <laughs> um, you know, I I like developed an anxiety disorder in the last few years and the school was completely there for me as like me figuring out how to live in this space. And I know for a fact is like people I've talked to who have gone to public school who have dealt with pretty much similar mental illnesses than what I have. And they were just like completely crushed and like not understood. Like I got an exemption from pretty much the only mandatory thing you have to do because I couldn't be in a room with that many people. You have to go to school meeting and you have to vote. and. I like couldn't be in a room with that many people and literally the only thing other than like attend the school that you have to do my school was completely understanding that i couldn't do it with the way that my brain was working and when i pushed back my graduation i never felt any judgment at any step of the way they're like yes that's what you need and that's what you said you need and that's the most important thing right now what you need and how you need to process your you know your grief of like losing part of your senior year like you know deal with that like i they were completely my school and my community were like completely there for me and i like have never once felt judged for having to take a week off of school because i'm depressed like literally never once and that, i think that's incredible and i think that you know helped me become like a stronger person you know because i had a space to deal with what was going on inside my own head and i know that a lot of other people were never properly given that space and that support so i think that is something that alternative education has given me like a support system and like the ability to deal with my own things at my own pace yeah for sure 
um, like in opposition to that, what are like some of the biggest challenges that you face with alternative schooling? Like it could be literally anything, just anything that you've felt like alternative schooling has given you a disadvantage to or anything. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mentioned an undiagnosed learning disability. Um, I didn't know I had it until this year. And it really affected me. Like I pretty much didn't learn how to properly read until I was like 15. Um, that was not the, like the traditional experience of my peers. Like even most of my peers who went their whole lives to Clearwater, like learned how to read at their own pace. And I was just completely stuck in like a way I didn't understand and I couldn't comprehend. And I feel like it would have been really good for me to know earlier that my brain worked differently than other people because I had like a lot of, you know, self hate going on with that and like feeling like I was inferior to other people because I wasn't doing it right. Like I thought I was like just stupid and I think it would have been a really good for me if I had learned earlier, but since I was never in a classroom and I never had to write a paper for anyone, I could pretty much avoid doing anything about it because it gave me anxiety. So I think that I don't know how to solve this because I love Clearwater and I think it's a really good place and it was a really good place for me. But I know for a fact that if I had learned about my learning disability earlier, my life would have been a lot better. So it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to parse those two things. I don't know. I was trying to think, I don't challenges wise. I don't like nothing comes to my head of things because I never really encountered any of my things. If anything, it's taken or taken away challenges from when I went to public school. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very <laughs> helpful with that question. No, you're fine. Do you want to say something that like alternative schooling has allowed you to do that you weren't like able to do? Um, well, I moved from the middle of the country to the uh, half the country to all the way across the country. And now I'm going everywhere within the country. So it allowed me to do that. Absolutely. It was yeah. a terrible way of explaining that. <laughs> uh, do you want me to try and explain your her head over here? <laughs> I, so I, I moved from the Midwest um, up into Massachusetts, and then I moved to Seattle, and now we are, what's the word? We're, like, we're full-time travelers. <laughs> Nomads? Yes, nomadic <laughs> people. I was about to say yes. that. I love your mother. <laughs> yeah. So it's allowed me to do that. I, yeah, I don't, I can't really think of any challenges though. That's good. Yeah. yeah that's really positive. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you about that. So for the past four years, I went public school, homeschool, choice school, public school, public school, choice school. <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, I basically, I've noticed a lot of differences. And the only thing that I can see that has been a problem for me is like, if you, like, let's say you, 
I don't know, you don't have the best relationship with a teacher or like a person, like a peer, you can't really get away from them. Like if it's a small school, you're with them 24 <laughs> seven. So that's, I mean, not the best at times, but it's also really good because you build a strong community. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Like, I've signed up for classes and I've been like, I can't get out of this. <laughs> at least a few other people I know are here and will hold me accountable for leaving. <sighs> and that's, yeah. Oof. Is it, yeah. um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I, I mean, I had a, like an experience just like, me and another person were not really, really not getting along. And he was very antagonistic towards me. Like, I don't really think he was bullying me. He just didn't like me. And I, and he was also friends with my friends. So I saw him every single day and I interacted with him most of the time. And I literally like, he wasn't breaking any rules. So I couldn't like tell any, I couldn't like write him up and like say that he's like harassing me because he wasn't he just really didn't like me and I had to be around him all the time. And that was sort of a problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, we'll talk more about that later. But um, some, I actually asked on my story a bit ago, um, God, this is exposing me as the teenager I am that I use Instagram to ask questions about this. But um, I asked if anybody had any questions and somebody said, um, is it hard to separate school life from home life? Um, and my co-host is also very interested in this question because um, she's described like having trouble um, taking breaks really when there's always stuff you can be doing, which is similarly true of um, school uh, on average, but like it's just especially interesting now while you're at home. Like, I think I find myself taking way more breaks than I want to. <laughs> like I feel so comfortable that I just like don't do anything. <laughs> like I I don't have to do anything at my school pretty much. There's like two, there's like one thing I have to do every week. And even that, if you just like text a staff member, you could get out of. So I feel like I'm having like too much trouble separating them. Or I guess maybe that is because they're melded because now I'm like in my own environment all the time. So I feel really comfortable. So I'm like, I'm just gonna do something else and not focus on the things I need to get done. Yeah, I think it is, I'm sort of having trouble like separating the two and like thinking I should go to school instead of I should just scroll through TikTok on my bed. <laughs> Cause I'm like in my, I'm like literally in this room like most of my day. So it's like, it's hard to be like, I should go do something right now because like I'm still in my own personal space. It was easier to like do things when I went somewhere. I'm like now is the time to do something because I am not lying in my bed anymore. So yeah, it is, I'm, I didn't have trouble with it before COVID, but definitely right now, I'm just like, how do I, how do I get motivated to literally do anything? <laughs> well, during my brief three months of like homeschooling, <laughs> um, I noticed that like school kind of carried on through the day. Like I would do math at 10 o'clock at night. My mom was just like, okay, <laughs> like you don't have to get up early. So, I mean, I kind of just did it whatever. And it was nice but also frustrating and then during COVID I've noticed that like I'll present in physics and then I'll lay on the floor because I'm anxious <laughs> so that's that <laughs>
honestly, I don't know. <laughs> because I've been homeschooled since third grade. Like, in some form since third grade. So, I don't really know if I separate school from home life well. I know there was one class I took last semester that I I, I did not. Um, where I, I was just constantly class. doing work. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think I do a good job. Like, I, I think I, I know, like, I know when I need to stop working. Mm. Do you think that, like, don't take... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, like, I don't take, like, super high-demanding classes either, so that may be part of it. I was just wondering, like, do you think that um, unschooling has allowed you to, like, learn how to self-regulate? Um, yes, because I, so I work better at night, typically, so I used to do most of my schoolwork at night. Um, online classes have changed that because I can't really do this at night. Um, but I think I learned that I did do work better at night. So that's what I was actively doing. And so I knew that's when to work and not force myself to do it like early. Right. Which was strange. But then I was also like not waking up to like two in the afternoon. So yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah, but I think regulated school, normal school kind of does, um, uh, I don't know if penalizes is the right word, but like it does not go well for night owls like you. <laughs> like I think. Yeah, no. Because it, you have to really get up doesn't. every time, every morning, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I'm also definitely a night owl like so much like <laughs> I also right now I'm waking up at like 1 p.m. every day um and I used to like go to school the latest I could possibly go to school um you had to be there anywhere from 8 a.m. like when we would literally go when we were going to school actively using your physical body to move between spaces um <laughs> there you could be any there anytime from you know 8 a.m. to 11.30, and I would arrive at, like, 11.28, <laughs> so that was, like, how I did it, <laughs> so I definitely have always, like, used the systems at my advantage so I can just stay up in the middle of the night painting, because apparently all my creative energy just comes after the sun has set. Man, I feel that. That's... <laughs> Which is not... kind of the same way except I'm like only motivated at night like you can't get me to do anything in the morning but night hits and I'm like okay so I'm gonna take all of these tests right now like it's gonna happen I'm gonna study and I'm gonna take these really elaborate notes at 11 p.m. <laughs> I have the same thing like during the day I'm like too I'm too exhausted to do any of the editing for the podcast but like at night I'll plan out the rest of my life like hour by hour like, I will open an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I, like, I have this thing that, like, right when I lie down to sleep, that's when I get all of my ideas. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, I have to write this down, or oh, I have to sketch this, or oh my god, I should tell that person this thing that I'm thinking. And I'm like, it is one in the morning. <laughs> like not helpful. I'm like, 
I literally laze around all day and then like the second I try to go to sleep, I have all this energy to just like do a bunch of stuff right that second. I'm like, why? Why do, Why does that happen? That's, I, that's why I almost always end up like texting people at 1 a.m. being like, hey, so we were going to meet up. Can we clarify when that's happening? <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Not really the best thing, but you know, I'm getting all the things I need to get done done. They're just not happening at very good times. That's why I live on cold coffee that my dad brewed at seven in the morning and I drink at 2 p.m. and heat up in the microwave. I did notice though that I, can, I should not be allowed to do homework past 12 p.m. because around like 1 a.m. <laughs> words like aren't coherent and I'm just like rambling about the most random stuff. Like I'll text my friend. <laughs> I'm like, did you hear this thing about turtles? And they're like, Natalie, go to bed. <laughs> That's fantastic. I would like to hear this thing about turtles. It sounds great. Um, so my next thing was, um, do you think getting an alternative education has like given you new perspective or changed you in any way? Well, I learned that I don't hate school. I hate public schools. So. <laughs> exactly. I think it's hard for me to like realize that I have a different perspective than other people because I've gone to the school my whole life. So I like, it's not like a new perspective, but when I'm around other people, I realize that I've had a different upbringing than them. It's like, I, I realize that my whole life, people have put trust in me. And I think that's just like, like, especially adults, adults have put trust in me to know my own thoughts and feelings feelings and know what I need. And that is surprisingly rare that parents and teachers put trust in young people to just regulate their own, you know, their own needs, to know their own needs. Like, so when I like talk to other, like talk to public school people, I mean, I did like public theater for a while. So I talk, I mean, like they're theater kids, so they're a little bit weird, but you meet these theater kids and they're like, oh yeah, I have to sneak out all the time. Like my dad doesn't believe me that I'm depressed and I have all this homework. So I'm sorry, I'm not learning the lines. Like I have, you know, it's like they're, they're expecting the adults in their lives to not trust them and to be like superior to them. But in my lifetime, I've like been taught that I am a human being just like that other human being. So I feel like it has made it easier for me to talk to authority figures. That has made it easier for me to like relate to older people. But it's also made that pretty much like people's moms like me more than they do. <laughs> like I make friends with moms so easily. And then I have trouble making friends with people my age because I have a vastly different experience than they do. It's like, like I never have once had to sneak out of the house. Like my mom literally, I like one time I like confessed to her that I had like gone out at midnight and like bought a burger and I like felt so bad about it. She's like, well, I'm asleep and you know how to drive the car. I don't, why are you telling me this? This is unimportant. Be safe. And I'm like, cool. Thanks mom. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, and I also like, I think I've learned to like put trust in myself and my own feelings more than some other um, teenagers. So I think that's important. I mean, 
it's allowed me to meet new people, but I guess if you're going to the, sa the same alternative school forever, then you're not going to meet a bunch of new people. Well, you might, but when you're hopping around, <laughs> you, you do get around. <laughs> like I ended up going to three different schools where like three girls at the school all knew, all knew each other from gymnastics. So I became friends with the three of them. And I was like, how did this happen? Oh yeah, I just kind of traveled. So joke at Clearwater that the only way relationships happen is if a new person comes to school and dates someone that's already there. Because if you just dated somebody that you've known for like 10 years, like that's really odd. Like they're like your sibling. Like that would be really weird. So th this, this rule has only been broken like twice in the entirety of Clearwater. The only dating that ever happens is someone new coming to the school and dating someone that's already there. That's how I met my partner. Like, <laughs> like there's like this one time where two people who know each other for like 10 years started dating each other and they like broke up like fairly. And I like heard one of them say, it felt like dating my brother. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. It definitely is a problem to not have that big of a social circle. So most kids at Clearwater, have other activities. Like I said, I do theater and I know people who do dance and people do a running start. They'll do college classes. So it's like, it is, you know, it is a little insular. So it's good to like break out of that, out of, the joke is that like Clearwater is like not the real world. Like we'll talk about the outside world as the real world. <laughs> like you'll talk about stuff going down in the real world. And that's like referring to outside of Clearwater. So it's like you do definitely need a break and like meet other people other than like your little insular community. Well, I, I found <laughs> the importance in like extracurriculars because then it's like, I don't know, because when you go to a smaller school, you definitely have a lot more time on your hands because the teachers are a lot more understanding where they tend to be. And so I've really just been like trying new things. Like I joined Civil Air Patrol, that's new. I went from not liking any of that stuff to liking all of it. So I don't know. It's just, it gives you more opportunities to branch out and like really try what you want to do. Totally. Yeah. Chloe, you also went to normal school up until I did. third grade. D did you, did, did going alternative to unschooling, did that change your perspective on anything? Um, I guess. I, I was, I got to pick more of what I was doing, which I didn't get to do in public school because it's public school. Um, and I don't know. I, it's... It feels like it was long enough ago that I switched over that I can't tell how it affected me um, because I've been used to doing homeschooling or unschooling for enough time now that my public school days are not in my brain. Totally. They've left. Had a yeah. no thoughts. Yep. Well, uh, this is the meat of it and probably what other people thought this was going to be about. And it's at the end because I like to subvert expectations. But um, why did you choose to leave the public school system? I mean, I could tell you my reason for like every year, but... 
I think original reason or like anything that like spans out as to why you've altered. Okay, so the first time it was actually because I was getting bullied a little bit, but like it's all good now. And so I just left because I needed a break from people. And then I realized that I actually like some people and just not that one person. So, <laughs> and then later I just kind of learned that public school doesn't really fit with me because I don't have anything diagnosed, but like I'm a very, very anxious person. And I kind of like <laughs> get stressed out easily. So just like having that smaller community and having that support system was like really important for me. And so I realized that like, I was like, dang, looking back, seventh grade is like the best year of my life. Why don't I find a new choice school? Like, this is not working out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't choose to alternatively educate. So it's sort of a funny question. Like, my parents sent me before I really like had the choice in the matter. Not that I like regret it. Like they could have, they would have let me go to whatever school I wanted to. But my mom actually went to an alternative high school in the 80s, um, which is sort of, I think what sort of Natalie was sort of like a project based and a smaller classroom, sort of similar to that. Um, so she already like knew that probably like that seemed better for, you know, just to like have her own education journey. And my dad, it's, he's sort of a mystery. Like, I don't really know why he like let it happen. I mean, both of them have like went to really prestigious colleges and have, my mom has a master's. She went to college for eight years. Like it, it's a question in my head, but like I, my dad basically said the only reason he was good at school is because he was good at memorizing things. So like he, he like knows that the school system is literally just like having to memorize things and not actually learn skills in your life. So I think that's sort of why they chose to send me because they both knew that the public school system was like not it. Um, and I chose to stay because I, I loved the environment and my parents like literally would ask me like, you still want to stay at Clearwater? Like this is completely your choice. And I'm like, yeah, it's what's right for me. And why did you want to stay? Um, I just think that I couldn't imagine not having that community behind me. I couldn't like, I really didn't want to like lose the support system of knowing everybody's name, of everybody knowing that, of everybody knowing me, of like having this space to like explore my own loves and my own creativity. You know, I wouldn't have been able to paint for 10 hours a day every day or LARP for 10 hours a day every day. And if I had gone to, to, to a public school. So I think when I was a kid, it was just like, oh, this seems so much more fun. And that's like not inherently a bad reason. Like I was having a lot of fun and I loved the people around me and I felt like worth it. Like that was all I felt like I needed. Awesome, yeah. Um, Penelope, do you want to say anything about that? I, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want yeah. me to say what the question was? Are you? 
No, I remember the question. <laughs> I, yes, I have this one. Um, let's see. I started homeschooling for, like, I wanted to choose what I was doing. And I wanted to do things I was interested in. To where it's like, in school, at the, at the time of me becoming homeschooled, I was very much into science. And there was no science classes whatsoever any of my schools like or the schools that I was going into um and so you know I was really sad about that um but you know we switched me over to homeschooling and I did a good amount of science within that year and it was nice to be able to do that because that's what I actually wanted to do and also I had switched schools in first grade. So there was a couple of things I was taught differently and I couldn't, I couldn't change the ways I was taught both ways. So they were merging together and things weren't adding up. There was two different methods going there. Um, so I got to take more time to figure that out as well. And so those are kind of, you know, I became homeschooled to be able to learn better and do what I wanted, I guess. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. I think that should be in Latin over my door. Uh. <laughs> in Latin. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So with the public school system, um, those of you who have experience with it or like Mara, if you just know the experiences of friends or like have the mythology, the horror stories, you know, that people have experienced. Um, if the public school system were to change one thing, what change would improve it the most? Um, I mean, at the school I go to right now, we don't have a traditional transcript. We have what's called a mastery transcript. And so instead of the college's senior grades to see what you've mastered, to prove that you've mastered something, you have to like, you go in front of your teachers and you have to like show them this presentation, like what you've learned and you have to really prove to them that you have mastered it, which means that not only can you put stuff on your transcript that you did in school, you can put something on your transcript that you did during like an extracurricular activity or say that you volunteered for something. And so it's more of like knowledge and less grades. Listen to the kids. I'm going to add in my thoughts here. Um, I think they they need to change how they go about like testing. I I don't think the testing and homework is done in a way that kids can actually learn, considering there is no actual evidence that homework does anything like at all <laughs> and then the tests don't always add up with the homework and the, it really it really messes up with your learning there because you're learning one thing and then you jump straight into something else that has no correlation whatsoever and so I think I think that needs a little bit of a work on that I think that could really change yeah for sure that's one of my biggest hopes with COVID is that they'll change testing because, like, standardized testing has been locked out yeah. by, like, not being able to sit in a room silently for a while. Yeah, standardized testing yeah. overall is, is not, not, doesn't actually, doesn't actually tell you what a student has learned. 
like it just does it. It tells you what they've memorized and what they've guessed. Like you don't actually figure out what they're learning. I feel like that's an important part. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything that you think the public school system does well? Mara mentioned earlier um, that the public school system probably would have helped her like figure out stuff about your like uh, learning uh, stability earlier and like a bunch of other stuff. So it's just like, is there anything that we can give the public school system a gold star for? Ruining children's dreams. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think I could give them a gold star for anything, honestly. I think I could maybe give them you probably would have figured out my learning disability earlier because you forced me to do tests. And then, of course, my learning disability is subjective to the way that the world thinks about learning. Like, in a perfect society, I wouldn't even need to have a diagnosis. I would just be understood for the fact that I need different things. It's like, the whole point of, like, getting diagnosed really is like I mean it's fun to like say to a bunch of people I don't know it's like I have a learning disability like I don't know but like it's also the only thing that really changed is now if I want to go to college I can get um ADA accommodations you know Americans with Disabilities Act so that's literally the only thing like my learning disability I I mean like I think it's real but also it plays within the system the only reason it's a problem is because the system is not set up to have real self-expression. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's anything good that the public school system does. I love I mean, how saying, I love how like saying to a group of people that you have a learning disability is like a biggest flex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's like, yeah, it's like I have a, I have a learning disability and an anxiety disorder. <laughs> like I'm so cool and different. I'm not like <laughs> other girls. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an artist. <laughs> I don't like other girls. <laughs> but basically, the only thing I would give um, public schools gold stars for is, like, sometimes they have some pretty good team spirit. And they, like, I don't know, they have sports, which is fun. I mean, I can still play sports at Woodville High School, but maybe that's giving too much weight. But, yeah. <laughs> I think I, asking that question to a bunch of, like, alternative schoolers, and, like, some of them have probably had, like, really bad experiences in public school is like a little bit funny <laughs> like I really honestly literally I've only ever heard horror stories so like I feel like I can't like every person who comes to Clearwater from public school has hated public school with a, a passion so it's like I don't really know anything else like I don't know the people who actually thrive in public school because I've never met them sure you occasionally get a really good teacher that like cares about the students and so, I mean, that's good, but then you go to, like, um, if you go to my choice school, every single, like, teacher there really cares, and so it's, like, they don't even compare. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things is, like, I've had conversations with people who, you know, really thrive in the public school system who are, like, applauding it for certain things, and then, like, I'm just, like, okay, but there's, like, options that do that even better, you know, like. Yeah, and some, like, people some public school teachers that people talk about like in such great terms they shouldn't have to do the things they do it's like oh my teacher was so good she bought all the art supplies herself and she brought food to class so she made sure that i had breakfast like she shouldn't 
they shouldn't have to do those things. Those things should be provided pro bono from the school system. So it's like, it's like usually from my experience, when I hear people talk about like the positive aspects of public school or the positive experience they've had, it's like people breaking the norm of the public school and then they have positive experiences from people breaking the norm. Oh yeah, I like that. that's just like I have no perspective of the other side so I can't like say anything on right like the even worse thing is having conversations with people and they're like my favorite teacher like literally just let me be like they did not bother me at all and I'm just like that is subpar teaching that you're applying there it's like it was really weird I had this one teacher um and so like I really liked his class and so I missed the final because I was just not having a good day I was like I cannot take this final and so he was like, it's okay, because I emailed him. And he was like, come in tomorrow after school, you can take it. And then I walked in to take the final. He was like, I'm going to go get bagels. And he like walked out of the room and I was like, you trust me to just stay here and take the final? He was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like literally being impressed by people giving you like basic human trust and responsibility shouldn't have to happen. You shouldn't have to be impressed by that because that should be the norm. Like, I understand that kids are going to, that some kids want to cheat and some kids want to sneak out of class. Like, I understand that. But like, shouldn't you just not assume that they're going to do that? Maybe you should assume positive things before you assume negative things. Just a thought. Is there anything that you wish people would like stop asking you about the way that you school? How do you learn math? You would be so surprised how many times I have been asked that question in my life. I swear, every conversation I have about Clearwater with a new person, they're like, but how do you learn math? And I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> like, why is that important to you? Like, I learn, how do you learn math? <laughs> like, I just, Honestly, I'm terrible at math, but that doesn't mean, excuse, we have a Clearwater student who has, who went to Clearwater his whole life and is now getting a mathematics degree at the University of Washington. So it's just personal experiences, bro. (laughs) Also, I once had someone ask me, once I described my my schooling experience to them, is that legal? Like, they thought it was like illegal, like it was like child neglect. And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I think people just have like a lot of misconceptions about how like different types of schoolings work. And they were like, well, you don't have that pressure. Like, how are you going to develop those skills to like get everything done? And I'm like, well, you have to like focus on time management because nobody's there just like pushing in to do it. It's, you develop social skills in different ways. Like I started going to different types of school and honestly started like doing a lot better. So it's, it's so dumb. <laughs> like those people, people, one person said they were like, I think you might be anxious because like you're skipping, like you're going to a lot of different schools. Like you're not getting that traditional education. And I was like, no, I'm anxious because of traditional education. Like <laughs> how are you not getting this? <laughs> I've also had like so many people assume that I'm stupid like because I haven't taken a traditional class and not to like you know put myself above other people but usually I find that I could like 
out talk them in a conversation and I know all the things that they know and maybe other stuff because I'm passionate about philosophy and I'm passionate about art history and I'm passionate about government. And so I know a lot of things. I just didn't have to take a test for it. <laughs> What's also frustrating is that I'll tell people that I switched school so much and they're like, well, what did you do? Why did you have to switch so many times? And they were like, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm not, I'm not a bad kid. Um, and it's like, it's really just finding what works for me. And again, like maybe I'm anxious and I don't talk the best on, in some ways, but if you ask me about politics, I will talk your ear off. I will, I will write paragraphs. Like ask me something I'm interested in and I will just go off. Yeah, we had Natalie on the feminist panel a few weeks ago that go listen to her. She's great. She talks about a lot of cool things. Just don't hold back. I feel like Clearwater has taught me, like, didn't give me a filter. Like, not in a bad way. Like, I feel like I'm never, like, mean to people. I just really don't, like, I really just be myself in whatever situation I'm thrust into, which usually, like, either people really like me or are just very confused by my existence. <laughs> It's like, there's like sometimes in between, but usually it's like, I'll like run up to them and start like talking and like flailing my arms around and they're like, what are you? <laughs> I'm just being myself. I believe they really like my personality or really hate it. And I, one person told me that my personality traits are contradictory. They're like, you can't be anxious and social. And I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> like, yes, you can. <laughs> Your personality is valid. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, is there anything that you wish people would stop asking you about education? Um, I feel like in the start, there was a lot of doubt from, like, family. Like, my family was very doubtful of um, if I was actually going to go, like, anywhere in life. Um... But now I don't talk to most of them. So there's not really any questions that like <laughs> don't I don't I don't think so. I mean like I I lost a lot of friends out of it because they were the ones that were like, oh like you're not smart. <laughs> but like now I'm like, oh hey, I know what a good friend is. So like they would ask me some weird ass questions. I can't think of too many questions i also don't talk to people like at all <laughs> so and if i do they're either homeschooled or an awkward gay <laughs> so <laughs> you don't get you don't get much out of that <laughs> i love that i love that what advice would you give someone who wants to leave public school but is hesitant to do so just do it. You can always go back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if, honestly, if you're, like, thinking about leaving public school, you should probably leave public school. Like, it's probably not yeah. for you. It's like and those, don't, are you gay quizzes? Like, if you're looking up, are you gay quizzes, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, like, also, yeah, just don't be afraid to try a bunch of different things. Like, I feel like society has this idea of a path for every human. And I felt, I always, I used to feel like a lot of guilt, weirdly, even though my parents like never pressured me into it from like 
wanting to find a different path and wanting to take things at my own pace. So I think my advice is just like, disregard that path and just do the things that are best for you and that make you happy. Like society, we live in a society and it's a construct and do what makes you happy and do what makes you fulfilled. Like, first of all, like, obviously if you have to make money for a job, make money, but like, if you're thinking about trying alternative schooling, try alternative schooling and feel it out for yourself. And if you're like, I want to go back to public school, you can go back to public school. Yeah. Because like learn at your own pace, learn at your own pace. That's what I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned how to learn at my own pace and to be okay with the fact that I'm learning at my own pace. Yeah, like last year is kind of a good example. Well, not last year, two months ago, I decided to go out on a limp and like quit something that I've been doing for 10 years. And then just like, what about planes? Because why the heck not, right? It's, it's totally random, but I knew that I could always go back if I didn't like it. And look at me now, it's my entire personality and I've been in for two months and it probably annoys everybody. <laughs> Did you hear about single civil air patrol? Um, I, I, I'd say if you want to leave, do it. Don't listen to other people's leaving public school. Yeah, it was great having y'all. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Hey folks, you're nearing the end of the podcast. This is a reminder that this month's book is The Snow Child by Eowyn Ivy. You know the drill, read along this month to know what we're talking about. You can contact us via email at theteensagepodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at teens underscore aged. Thanks for listening in. This has been the Teens Age Podcast with Alex and Kyler.